0: The Linux Reality Podcast is sponsored by O'Reilly Media, spreading the knowledge of innovators through its books, online services, magazines, and conferences. Visit them today at O'Reilly.com. Welcome back to Linux Reality. This is episode 72. Uh, My name is Chess Griffin, and uh, it's good to be back. I've uh, been away for a a week, a little over a week, actually, and it's just been, it actually hasn't been a vacation for me. It's been crazy for me at work, and I've been doing some business traveling, and so it hasn't uh, been any sort of uh, relaxing time off or anything, but I am now back at home, and uh, it's good to be back, although uh, (laughs) we had huge thunderstorms roll through here a few hours ago, and I'm looking at my cable modem and yeah, my internet access is still out. Those little green lights are sitting there blinking, uh, mocking me, telling me that I have no internet access. And, you know, it's pretty sad. You realize at least I have just how addicted I am to having internet access. And in fact, it drives my wife crazy when we do go on vacation, which isn't very often, but you know, of course i got to bring a laptop, but anyway, hopefully it'll come back on here pretty soon. Uh, but anyway, uh, we do have another interview this week, and it's with uh, Keith Watson, and I think it's very interesting. It's a, uh, uh, it's a it's mostly about you know an issue that I think is is very important and very relevant, and that's an issue regarding accessibility uh, for folks who use Linux and and uh, need uh, you know accessibility technologies to help them uh, use Linux and use the computer and things like that. And we kind of talk about where Linux is in in that regards and uh, so I hope you find that very interesting. I I sure did. I really enjoyed talking to Keith. I also uh, wanted to say that I'm very backed up on uh, listener email and some audio comments and some listener tips and things. I've had a lot of great, great email and stuff and please keep it coming. I just, I love getting the the listener feedback and and the emails and the voicemails. So what I think I'm going to do is in the next episode I'm going to do another listener feedback episode. I've done them a few times and it's been actually been a while since i've done one so i think this would be a good way for me to kind of catch up hopefully and try to get uh to a lot of folks emails i won't i mean again i won't get to all of them because there are just so many but um there are a lot of really good ones so uh i will do that in the next episode and uh, then i've got some additional fun topics to talk about after that so uh, we've got a lot of good things coming up but for now let's listen to this great interview with keith watson (music) Well, tonight I'm talking with Keith Watson. Keith, uh, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Uh, well, Keith, I, uh, you know, I do appreciate you, you taking some some time to talk to me. I think we've got some, some important issues to talk about. But before we get to that, why don't we just kind of talk about you first? Maybe you can tell me a little bit about yourself and, and your background. Sure. I'd be glad to. Um, let's see. Where to start? I'm
1: 44 years old. I... Uh, Recently, well, not really recently. Over the last six or seven years, have have gone through a career change because of a vision loss. Um, I I went blind due to a uh, retinal degenerative disorder called retinitis pigmentosa, and uh, um, be, because of that, I um, I had to switch careers. Previously, I did. Uh, um, Drafting and printed circuit board design work for a contract manufacturer here in the Tampa area, um, and uh, uh, did that for many years. Um, when when I did finally realize that I was I was getting to a point in my my career and my uh, um, vision loss um, where where I'd have to make a change, I I kind of. Um, looked at, at alternatives but uh i had all along in my career um as a, a printed circuit board designer and and draftsman had been exposed to to networking and and uh um that type of networking environments and and uh, um, unix systems uh we we run a, a what am I trying to say here? We run an uh, application called Mentor Graphics, which is a high-end um, printed circuit board uh, schematic capture program that will run on various systems, Unix, Space Systems, Spark, um, HPUX. Ours, we were running HPUX, actually. And uh, um, what happened was that the um, due to layoffs in the company, we kind of lost our sysadmin. <laughs> so my boss had asked me um, what, whether or not I'd be interested in, in learning the sysadmin side of, of Mentor. And uh, I said, okay, sure, why not? You know, I will give it a shot. Well, that, that was kind of my introduction to Unix, although um, I, I, never, I didn't have any uh, background in it. And going to the sysadmin class I wanted to pick up some, uh, some experience with, you know, uh, the general, you know, I'd been familiar with DOS and, and all that, building computers all, you know, growing up and such, but, uh, um, never had messed with Linux or Unix at all. So I actually found, um, some books on Linux and looking for something to do at home and, and got into, got into it that
0: way. Now, this uh, your sort of entry into networking and and sysadmin, you you had said this was prior to you starting to encounter the the vision loss. Is is that right?
1: Yes. It it was prior to, like I said, um, timelines. Let's see. Um, I was diagnosed with with RP um, really back in the early 90s. Um, I kind of knew knew that I had this disorder, but really didn't know what what it entailed. Yeah, I may be going blind, but how long is it going to be? Nobody knew. Nobody could tell me anything, and and so um, having having done some work with programming and such and, and electronics, I, I decided that you know I, I really. Because of the unknown aspect of, of the disorder, I was going to pursue my career my career choice for as long as I could. I, I really enjoy it and, and still do and miss it terribly is uh, laying out printed circuit boards. I mean, just the challenge of, of uh, impedance matching and, and, and designing circuits and working with electronics engineers um, in the design process was, was very challenging um so you know from that aspect um it it was it was kind of a, a natural migration into into um the networking area when uh, when i was um presented with this opportunity let's say <laughs> to to learn linux or unix and and linux and uh um so at that point it was it was very
0: uh um, convenient, let's say now you mentioned uh there at at your workplace uh, some of the unix based systems that you were running hpux and and some of these others, and that you sort of you know found this book on linux and started started learning about it what can you expand a little bit more on, on the systems that you were using both at work at the workplace and at home? Uh, I mean were you still primarily Windows at home and did you have a mix of windows and and linux? Uh, at, at the off, at, you know, at at your work site. Sure. Um, at
1: at work, our our main, let's the the Unix systems were based on uh, um, HP We had uh, at the time, I think, five workstations which were networked through uh, BNC network. Um, we our our uh, design area or, or our drafting department was. Um, Based on at the time well when I started there it was dos based um, uh, uh, autoCAD and and design tools and then windows came out and so we migrated into the windows three one environment and uh, while all this 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 was going on, I was able to to develop the skills um, or play with the networking side of it and learn um, how to connect Unix uh, systems with the Windows systems and basically create our own departmental networking uh, LAN system. Um, our 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 IT department at the time was based on uh, Banyan Vines networking, which uh, I don't know if any of your listeners are, are familiar with the Banyan Vines, but it was very... Let's just say kludgy. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, but uh, once, once, you know, and, and this is all timeline-based, you know, over time, um, a product, I don't know if you remember even a, uh, a product called Lantastic, uh, they came out with a TCP IP stack that, uh, that enabled me to basically join my Unix networks with the Windows networks and kind of do a peer-to-peer file sharing thing and uh, and then eventually get into uh, hooking that system through some crossover cables into the Banyan Vines and lo and behold, now my systems are
0: connected to the Internet. I do remember those days. I remember during graduate school, uh, I wasn't working in that area, but uh, certainly those technologies are <laughs> sort of, uh, you know... Uh, Brings, brings back uh, some fond memories I guess uh, now your systems at home were you primarily windows at, at home at that during this same time frame I guess sort of mid 90s is what we're talking about
1: yeah mid mid 90s I had uh, you know my first job out of college was working at a um, um, a, a computer store uh, assembling you know shoving chips into a board and you uh, um, boy, who'll ever need more than 640K RAM, right? Um, but uh, so, you know, I had been building my own systems for a while. My home systems, uh, I think my first one was a Z80. Um, no, uh, oh gosh, what well, was it? was a Zenith 1. I can't even remember what it was now. But uh, that was the first system I purchased. And from then on, I kind of got into building them. During that time, I was I was DOS based, then then became Windows based, and you know around that time, like I said, you know, looking for a solution, to um, uh, or or an avenue to to learning the Unix command set prior to going to this admin school, I uh, I stumbled on on Linux and and. Um, basically set up a dual-boot system on a 486. I think it was a 486-33 um, system that I had built um, and and uh, started just bashing away and, and <laughs> no pun intended, learning bash and learning the command set and just getting myself familiarized with it.
0: And I imagine this was, uh, during this time frame, was, was some of the early uh, X-Windows systems, probably what uh, X-Windows... Three three dot x time frame somewhere in that range. That was yeah. That was exactly right. It was right about the three dot x uh,
1: uh, time frame, and uh, um, I. You know, it, it's funny that you should say that, and and being you know, the visual loss coming into play at that time as well. Um, I kind of I kind of uh, migrated away from from Linux. I had access to my, my mentor boxes through um, Hummingbird uh, an X Windows system and and had accessibility through through the Windows side um, tool set, which uh, we'll get to in a few minutes. But um, I, I kind of didn't have any access under Linux, which... You know, from the X Windows perspective, uh, became harder and harder and harder, and and you know I could still run in the console with with what limited vision I had at the time, but it just became harder and harder. So it, it almost became uh, late '90s, probably from like like '99 to 2000, almost 2001 time frame. I, I kind of stepped away from the Linux arena
0: well that actually i think segues very well into what i sort of see as as a big part of our conversation something that i think is very important uh something that people have asked me about uh you know an, an issue to talk about and something that i don't know that much about and that's the issue of accessibility before we get to the specifics with linux what i'd like for you to do if you could you know it sounds like you know you're now in terms of our timeline entering the stage where uh, maybe your vision was really starting to, to go downhill and that you were looking for some technologies. Can you kind of take a step back and just talk about, from a big picture sense, for computer users, it doesn't matter what kind of operating system they have, what are, just in general, the types of technologies that are out there in terms of screen readers or, or you know, voice uh, technologies, that sort of thing? Can you kind of just sort of give give us the sort of layman's explanation of some of those technologies? Sure. Um,
1: <sighs> Visual users, well, GUIs are, you know, as GUIs evolved, you know, you, uh, I, I kind of equate it or, or use the analogy, especially with some of my, my younger colleagues today. Uh, um, I began calling them m- m- uh, what are they, mouse babies or mice babies. Um, it, it's a point-and-click world. Uh, radio boxes, check boxes uh, uh, buttons things elements in the environment that that uh, make it very difficult for a non sighted individual to to be able to uh, maneuver very well. Um, the technologies that are out there now, depending on depending on the the state of vision loss or or not even vision loss. Um, uh, I mean, there's, there's technologies out there for uh, uh, individuals with para, you know, paralyzed, no arms, uh, um, n- unable to use the, the keyboard, so on. Um, but uh, uh, from a visual perspective, you've got screen readers, which basically translate uh, all your, your frame buffer uh, data into speech. You've got screen magnifiers, which will um, magnify, or can magnify, or, you know, I guess screen magnification is, is just a, a generic term, because one of the things that, that I found as, with my vision loss was that uh, um, the white background with the black text of a word processor uh, became very painful. Um, to my eyes. So, one of the things that they do is they can do screen inversion, uh, color changes, uh, just anything to make the, the graphical environment a little less painful or, or a little more friendly to someone with a, a, a particular type of vision loss. Um, these manufacturers have begun to, to create. Um, one of the big things I found as, as my field of vision deteriorated. Was that uh, rather than rather than a, a pointer, you know, a little arrow pointing mouse thing, that a full screen crosshair was of great assistance because you know I, I didn't have to go looking or searching the screen for the mouse. I could zero in on on a full screen crosshair, which was kind of cool. Um, other other technologies, um, OCR uh, scanners have come a long way. Um, the, the ability to, to scan and read my own uh, snail mail is, is a wonderful thing. <laughs> um, uh, really, as far as, as accessible um, Braille input, um, unfortunately, being late onset blind, um, I, I'm kind of slow at learning Braille, but you, we do have Braille displays. So, so that same information that's coming across to uh, in speech can now also come across in a braille display, and uh, individuals who who do read Braille very fast and very well can rapidly scan a document sometimes even faster than than uh, a, a sighted individual um, gosh I, I'm, I know i 'm missing something but but those are the the, the main highlights of, of accessible technology that are available under any os at this point
0: do some of the uh the screen readers also work uh in the console i mean if if you know using a a unix-based system being primarily console driven even before or after the advent of the x windows system can can you use those technologies if you just boot into a into a non-graphical environment
1: oh yeah yeah um um, console-based screen readers have been around for a long time. Um, there uh, have been applications way back from the DOS days. JAWS, um, which was the Windows-based application I was just uh, referring to, um, had, had had its roots based under DOS in a console. So you know um, the the the. Uh, not theory but the 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 advent of of console based screen readers has been around from the beginning I mean all the way back to i guess Apple II e had some type of a a, a screen reader or a, a console reader um, under under unix and linux and, and along those lines the you know the uh, hardware synthesizers were developed uh, serial synthesizers were developed uh, um, to assist with that and um, uh nowadays there, there's some very good uh um, software synthesizers that are available as well but uh i don't know i, I still like the the, the responsiveness of the hardware synth over over uh, software synth, although software synths are more convenient because you don't have to lug I a, a, a i don't know a candy bar sized piece of equipment around with you and plug it in um you know but uh under linux um, for a long time, uh, there was there was no real console-based uh, um, application to uh, screen readers available. Uh, SpeakUp was my first uh, Dell. You know, it, it kind of brought Linux back back to to life for me. Let's say, um, gosh, when I was referring to, to my first endeavors with with Red Hat and the GUI. Or Linux in the GUI, it was Red Hat four. Gosh, three or four, I think I started with, and and I left. I think I stopped using Linux or Red Hat GUI at around five five two somewhere there, and and then I came back to the console when I found Speak Up, and uh, uh, was able to actually be, become productive again in in a console environment, which was, was really exciting. Um, but I, I, I came back to Red Hat and, and unfortunately it was right around six, two, almost seven, seven was just coming out. And, uh, um, uh, you know, the GUI was still there, but I, I didn't use it, you know? Um, so I, I kind of switched to, uh, you know, I, there's no access in the GUI right now. Why, why have it? So I, I looked for uh, other distributions that would didn't carry the the bulge of X, let's say, and uh, kind of landed on Debian. And uh, uh, since then, have have stuck with Debian and Debian based systems. And kind of um, when when recently I discovered a, uh, a GTK uh, based um, project that that was adding um, speech to X Windows. Uh, project is called Orca. Um, it's it's a Sun based uh, uh, project. It uh, um, it was very exciting. Uh, oh, all right, you know, access back in the GUI again, and and it, it's just, it's kind of neat, you know, to be able to use. Oh gosh, it's been renamed now, but game a uh, um, an i r c chat under x or or um, uh, one of the things that's still missing uh, i'm I'm kind of switching and and jumping around here, but one of the things that still is missing is is uh, uh firefox or or web browsing under linux is is not quite there yet but it they're working on it and and to to be able to to be involved with that development and and to to see the de- the development of those you know the strides that they're making in in that development is kind of cool
0: you know now um taking one step back, it sounded like you were at you know sort of in the mid to late nineties you had said you kind of stepped away from from unix based systems and it sounds like you were kind of focusing back on windows I, from what I gather, it was because these um, accessibility technologies were stronger in the Windows platforms than they were on the Unix side. Is that that sort of fair to say during that time frame?
1: Yeah, it is. Um, Well, one of the things, you know, as I began to lose my sight, um, you know, there there was a, a period of time that was uncertain, of course, and you know, oh my gosh, what do I do? What am I gonna do? You know, what's, how do I handle this? And, you know, so, so you start looking for um, assistance and through the Lighthouse for the Blind and the uh, Division of Blind Services here in Florida, um, I became exposed to those, the tools that were available. And, you know, as with any other commercial type application, when large corporations throw a lot of money at things you get a a, a lot of development and faster strides let's say um, so so because window dos windows uh windows 95 uh, xp at the time were 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 all uh, uh predominant in the industry you know Companies such as freedom scientific or or g w micro all kind of uh, uh develop for that and they're you know they sell their their software you know so um they're all they're out to make a dollar and you know they've got r and d uh, bucks behind them and and uh um so so the tool set under windows i will say right now is even uh, a little more stable or, or a little more user friendly than than under linux at this point um uh, it's it's unfortunate um but you know you've got companies like sun who are, are are backing the orca project and you know over the last year year and a half there have been huge strides made in in uh, um the uh, um accessibility under under so you know, it's 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 a community driven thing under Linux, and and the development times a little longer,
0: but I think it'll get there.
1: You know, I really do. I have faith in that.
0: Well, the um, um other than things like the uh, like Orca, which I know you had said was sort of sponsored by Sun, is do the do the large um, graphical environments in Linux, example GNOME and KDE. Uh, do they provide? Do those do those projects provide uh, accessibility technologies built in or sort of integrated with their environments, or is it all third-party add-ons like Orca, or maybe a combination of the two?
1: It's uh... Katie. The, the, it's beginning to roll around to to. Um, the gnomes and the KDEs uh, adding the um, AT, the Accessible Technology hooks into, you know, a, a, they're working their way into it. Initially it was uh, um, uh, those hooks were created by um, third-party individuals like Sun and so on, but but um, now the, the the, the projects are, are beginning to see that, uh, you know, and especially with, with Ubuntu, um, uh, it's big push towards accessibility for everyone. Um, they've done a lot to, to bring those hooks into mainstream. Um, so, yeah, you know, it, it, they're getting there. It, it's 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 going to take time, but but they, they, those hooks are becoming more prevalent within the mainstream.
0: And when you talk about these hooks, I, I guess uh, do you mean like, for example, if you were to, you know, if you were running GNOME, let's say, and you fire up the Nautilus file manager, is there sort of some some built-in technology to allow you to navigate the file tree and and move it files and rename and things like that?
1: Well, you know. <laughs>
0: That goes back to to
1: um, uh, what I again what I refer to as, as, and you're probably one too. Take no offense. I apologize, but uh, a mouse baby. Um, <laughs> you know, people get used to people get so used to the fact that that I can take this little pointer and push it down on here that they forget that almost every application has keyboard strokes for everything okay so so those hooks are already there when when you're referring to navigation using the keyboard um, it's hooking those navigational functions to a speech technology that will give you that that speech feedback or or um, you know uh, or that braille feedback or or um that view in a magnified area kind of thing. You know, centering on, you know, if, if I hit a, a um, Control-F to open a, a, a file window, then that screen magnifier will need to foc- move its focus from the location where it is, XY coordinate on the screen, and center itself on the pop-up that just occurred. So those those hooks... For keyboard navigation, like I said, are there, it's the, and, and you know, I, I use the, the term hook very freely um, because, because of, of uh, video hooks and, you know, hook, frame buffers being hooked to the video, and, and that type of thing is, is, is the terminology that I'm used to. I may be using the wrong terminology because, you know, like your most of your listeners, by no means am I a, a, a developer of any of this stuff. I'm, I'm just a heavy user.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I, I can certainly understand where you're coming from, and, and you're right. Those keyboard bindings and things like that are often built in. I guess for things like the, the navigation, it sounds like what you're getting at is you would need to have, in the, in the case of, say, a screen reader, it to be able to to read back to you where you are within the within the file system if you're navigating around
1: yeah it w- basically what happens is when you when you tab to an object and, and it's it's again hard for me to say this programmatically but that object obtains focus
0: as and, in sort of mouse focus it would sort of be the equivalent of
1: well okay like like when you if if you open a, a dialog box and you hit the tab key visually you can see where your focus is on the the visual representation of focus is like uh would be on a button maybe the it changes 3d or you know visually it changes appearance it, it may look right pressed or up or raised or something a little outline you know. around it or something right or or if you're in a file list or something and you're arrow keying down the highlighted um um tree entity is is highlighted so you know that's what what i mean by focus or or um um yeah i'm i'm losing it
0: <laughs> do you find that um are are some of the uh Uh, sort of the non-standard window managers some of the maybe the 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 tiling type window managers like ion or or rat poison or one of those do those make any difference or it almost sounds like if the if the underlying technology in the case of say screen readers is there and is able to read back whatever's represented within the x window system it may not make a difference I, i don't know you know I, the only the only let's
1: file manager that I've really been able to use is is Nautilus, um, a, or window managers. Uh, again, I'm I'm kind of I'm I'm kind of stuck with uh, and, and under the the window, Windows X Windows system, I'm I'm stuck with what's available, and at this point it's it's uh, default GNOME gtK applications mm-hmm. so by default with <coughs> excuse me with uh, uh, Orca and and there's another I can't think of what that other uh, um, project is right now it's a it's an IBM based project but but both both projects are uh, are Python based programs uh, or projects and uh, <coughs> excuse me I'm getting a little dry instead of got a glass of water um the uh they're they're gtk based applications so so anything gtk should be accessible or can be accessible with a little bit of of background programming to make it you know um um, or scripting to make it accessible
0: if you had uh if you had you know sort of a blank check and you had the power to uh to dictate where developer time went and where additional funds went where would you like to see the focus in uh in the in the linux realm what's what's lacking what 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 would you like people to work on if assuming you could you know get people to work on the things you need what what's 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 missing in the terms of in the area of uh, these these types of technologies.
1: You know, I kind of hinted towards that a little while ago when when I was uh, when I referred to Firefox. It it would be if I had a blank check. It would be uh, internet access or or, or browser access. Um, the I have not made the hundred percent switch to Linux here at the house yet. Uh, because just because of that fact i can't under linux go to my uh bank and do any online banking uh i can't go uh i can't go to amazon.com very easily and order a book or or a present or you know something like that for somebody um, browser navigation is one of the 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 Least developed areas at this point, the, 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 and, and, you know, and which kind of surprises me because it's, it's one of the most needed. I mean, when, when you think of sitting down behind a computer these days, you think of first thing you're going to do is search the web for something or, you know, get information from somewhere and, and 90% of the time that's going to be through a browser. So, uh, you know, I, that that would be my my biggest uh, uh, wish.
0: And I imagine that problem is is exacerbated by um, website development in terms of uh, you know not focusing on these issues and and uh, using CAPTCHAs for spam prevention and things like that. That I mean, I would imagine those problems are uh, would be would be there regardless of what platform you happen to be running on. These are Server side issues.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, one of the biggest gripes as a as a blind computer user is Flash. I could I could just throttle the person who, you know. It, oh, it's pretty. Yeah, it's 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 real pretty, but it's totally inaccessible. You know. So, it's, but
0: uh, um, yeah, I've heard that Flash based navigation is a real problem it is it it is horrible um, it,
1: and it's one of the hardest things that that uh, a t developers accessible technology developers have have uh, fought and and fought for um, you know w three guidelines uh, just just cringe every time you you throw that word out there so uh, um, yeah it, it, you know and <coughs> Web design and web development uh, are are crucial to to being able to to navigate a page. you know um, one of the things that, that I've been involved with internally to my corporation um, is uh, training on net applications or, or application development for our, our developers and I go in and I show them. In their development tree, that little box that says accessibility, use it, learn it, live it, love it, because it makes my life one heck of a lot easier. <laughs> you know, so so just just trying to to train our people is hard, um, let alone trying to get the word out there and and train the masses. So you know that that is a challenge.
0: Well, and I hope that uh, given time, I mean, it, it seems that over the last couple of years i've heard about this issue more that is this issue when it comes to web development and so i would hope that web developers would start to you know realize this is this is a real issue and they've got to address it when when writing their html and putting together their css and designing their websites
1: yeah that it, it, you're right 100% um, it would be uh, just wonderful and you know I don't want to I don't want to sound critical when I say you know it's laziness but it and I I caught myself doing it and you know uh, it's just it's easier to let the application tag a a, a, a graphic with whatever you know it wants to rather than go in and give it a, a a a real alt tag that that uh, accessible application or or mm-hmm. uh, technology can read and and give some meaning to to uh, a visually impaired individual scanning their page you know it 's like image six forty six uh okay what 's that <laughs> you know so uh, yeah,
0: I know that 's something that i 've over the last year or two i 've really tried to i don 't do any sort of professional web design but both you know whatever sites i do manage including the linux reality site i really try to fill in the alt tags and and things like that um you know just to just to just to provide that additional uh little bit of help I mean, it's probably not much but you know every little bit helps i would imagine
1: it does that it does that and we appreciate it that's for sure um yeah you know just that little bit i mean you know is is very helpful um labeling buttons with with meaningful uh, information it, it, in in not only the the front end but on the back end where where it, most of your accessible accessibility a- applications will grab the data from so yeah you know
0: well keith this has been really really interesting and i i you know i really do appreciate you taking the time i've kind of gone uh, way over the the time that i anticipated just i found this so interesting i really you know wanted to sort of flesh this this out in, in a lot of detail is there anything that you know that I might have missed that you wanted to be sure to mention tonight before we wrap up
1: well you know a lot of your users are are and, and a lot of the, your listeners are are people looking to switch from a, a Windows environment to a Linux environment and uh, I just just think that, that as an option or uh, that they should consider it. I mean, you know, look at me. I'm, I'm a blind guy who loves Linux and, and has, has made that switch. And if I can do it, anybody can do it. And, you know, your show is, is definitely a, uh, uh, a help with that. And it gives people the confidence to, to attack or a new environment. And, and, you know, I think you're doing a great job.
0: Well, thank you very much, Keith. I, I appreciate those kind words, and thanks again for taking the time out tonight. Thank you. Well, again, I really would like to thank Keith for coming on and taking the time. I appreciate it. Uh, it's a conversation that I think is is one that that can't be had enough. And uh, you know, there is always still more things that we could talk about, and, and I am sure there is still a lot of unanswered questions. But I hope that uh, this kind of conversation, at least, uh, you know, uh, fuels the discussion further because um, you know every little bit that we talk about it, I think hopefully helps. So thanks again. And, uh, I think with that, it's time to wrap it up for this week. Okay, well, uh, that's going to do it uh, for this week. As uh, as I mentioned at the outset, you know, no listener feedback or listener tips this episode. Wanted to uh, keep it keep it under an hour, and uh, but next episode, I'm going to have listener feedback exclusively, and then we're going to get right back to some good old tech topics and uh, stuff related to Linux. And I think we might look at some BSDs as well. Something that's kind of fun to talk about. Uh, but until then, feel free to contact me at linuxreality at com. You can also visit com slash contact for uh, the uh, listener hotline numbers. There's two different ones, and you can also reach me with a SIP client or you know, VoIP client, something like that. And uh, there's the IRC channel, hash uh, linuxreality on irc.freednode.net, as well as the forums, which have been just really active lately, a lot of good stuff and a lot of great help um that's what i really like to see is not only are people hanging out just talking shop uh but they're also helping each other out with stuff so that's very cool to see please do check out the forums and consider registering the forums if you haven't done so already i think that's going to do it for me i hope you all have a great week and a great weekend and y'all take care and i'll catch you next time this has been episode 72 of linux reality see you later bye-bye